Jones and Gambo. Afternoons. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. Three o'clock hour here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Happy Tuesday to you as always. Thanks for hanging out with us. Of course, Suns Spurs tonight. That's like that's the main thing, okay, when it comes to the Suns in this final week of the NBA regular season. But if you're got the remote control in your hand and you're kind of flipping around a little bit or you're keeping an eye on that little score bug underneath the TV when you're watching the Suns game tonight. There are a bunch of games involving Western Conference opponents tonight. There are three in particular that you're going to want to keep your eye on the score of. You're going to want to keep your eye on the score of the Sacramento Kings at the New Orleans Pelicans. You're going to want to keep your eye on the Lakers at the Utah Jazz. The Jazz are not playing Larry Markkinen in tonight's game. And they would be eliminated with a loss today from the being able to get in the play-in game. The Jazz. The Jazz. Would be. Okay. The Jazz would be eliminated with a loss. But they want to lose. Like the, Danny Ainge's whole thing was to get in the lottery to try to get one by Yama. Yeah. They don't want to be in the play. They got off to that great start. And it was like, this is not what we want. They wanted to They want to be in the lottery. Yeah, and I was thinking more from the Lakers' standpoint to see the where Lakers they were going to rise right. to. But yeah, right. I understand what you're saying with the Jazz. And then the third game you're going to want to keep an eye on is the Thunder and the Warriors. And the reason why you're going to want to keep an eye on all of these games is that, okay, here's... Here's, here's the loss column, okay? And I'm because uh, you love the loss column. I'm gonna the Suns are fourth with 35 losses with four games to play. Here's the rest of the West right now. Clippers, fifth, 38 losses. Warriors, sixth, 38 losses. Lakers, seventh, 38 losses. Pelicans, eighth, 38 losses. Timberwolves, ninth, 40 losses. It's five, six, seven, eight. All with 38 losses. Okay, now other teams have more wins, which is why the Clippers are fifth, while Golden State's sixth, the Lakers are seventh, and Pelicans are eighth. So five possible teams that they could play. Minnesota with is... Four games left with, Four games left in the season. Right. If the Suns are going to be four, and it sure as heck looks like they're going to be four, right now there are five teams with at least a statistical possibility of being the Suns' opponent in the first round. Minnesota is the most remote. Probably not going to happen. All right, they're they're the one that that you can probably not look at. But our friends, well, I, our website did this, and they looked at BasketballReference.com. The chances of finishing is the number five seed right now. The highest opportunity belongs to the LA Clippers, thirty eight percent. Okay, they're number five. Um, the the next highest team, according to Basketball Reference, the Pelicans. Which have is the, odd. Have the second because highest chance. I haven't ever at any point thought about a possible meeting of the Pelicans against the Suns. Clippers, Warriors, it's mainly been those two. And the Clippers are by far the, but the Pelicans and, and part of the reasons why is the tiebreaker, right? They, they've got the, they've got the tiebreakers. So they're let, but they have the, the Kings today. Then the Grizzlies, then the Knicks and the Timberwolves. Their schedule's kind of brutal. Like, if those teams are all playing for something. You know, Sacramento still hasn't clinched the Pacific, but they will. Um, but 25, almost a 25% chance to play the Pelicans. That was surprising to me. I haven't at any point. But they've won, what, seven out of eight? Seven of their last seven eight. Seven out of their last and eight. And to your point, they have the tiebreaker over the Clippers. They have the tiebreaker over the Warriors. They don't have the tiebreaker over the Lakers, where the Lakers have a little bit of an advantage there. Then you go to basically the Lakers and the Warriors, they have roughly the same percentage chance of winning the West. So again, in order, Clippers have the best chance, 
Pelicans have the second best chance. The Lakers and Warriors are basically tied for the third and fourth best chances. And the Timberwolves are sitting there at fifth. Now, one game, and it's not until tomorrow night, but one big game that could determine all of this could very well be when the Clippers play the Lakers tomorrow night. Lakers will be on the second night of a back-to-back, and there are many people who believe they'll sit somebody that will no, can't. They can't that the winner of that game will very much be in the driver's seat for the fifth seed. That the winners of Lakers Clippers tomorrow, if the Lakers win tonight against Utah, and as I mentioned. No Laurie Markkinen tonight for the Utah Jazz against the Lakers. That might look good for them. Okay. That the Lakers-Clippers tomorrow night might be okay. the game in figuring out who number five is. Do you remember when they sat Anthony Davis against the Rockets because it was back-to-back and they lost? I do. Anthony Davis wanted to play. Mm-hmm. What do you do if you're the Lakers and your big game coming up on the road against your crosstown rival, not even your crosstown rival, your building rival, do you sit Anthony Davis or do you play him back to back? Or do you try to sit him tonight and try to say we could beat the Jazz on our own? I mean, I don't know what you do here. If you could only play Anthony Davis in one of the two games, you would prefer to play him against the Clippers. But who but do you want the five seed? Well, see, okay, it, that comes in like, do okay, you want, really want Kevin Durant, you know Devin Booker, Chris Paul? We joked earlier in the show about me speaking your language. You actually just read my mind because that's exactly where I was going to take this conversation for a second. Is there, and, and there's no like proof of this, but depending on how this week goes and who sits and who doesn't and who plays and who doesn't, I'll be really curious to see if there's at least even the mere whiff of a suggestion that teams are trying to avoid the Suns. The teams don't want How would you five. know? You would know if you would the know. Clippers and Lakers don't play anybody tomorrow. Right. If Clippers it, sit out Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Lakers sit out LeBron, NAD. Well, can't, and yet you've got to build an excuse if you're the Lakers. Can't play these guys in back-to-back games. Sure. Second night of a back-to-back. I can't play them. Blah, blah, blah. Because for the Lakers, it's not about beating the Jazz tonight. It's about losing to the Clippers tomorrow if you don't want to play the Suns. It's not about the – it's not about the beat – the, beat the Jazz – because you're still trying to make sure you don't get in a play-in situation, too, if you're the Lakers. Yeah. It, and so then, if you're the Lakers, beat the Jazz tonight, and then, okay, you lose to the Clippers tomorrow. Because then that's like that that's a double whammy, right? You One loss for you and a win for them. See, and here's why I don't think anyone's trying to avoid the Suns. And, and even though if guys sit, maybe we'll be able to say, okay, it looks like that team's trying to avoid them. Here's the problem. And you just said it. The problem with trying to avoid the Suns is that it's a real fine needle that you're trying to thread by avoiding the dr- Suns but staying out of the play-in tournament. Because that's one spot at six. You can't thread it. You, you, it's you can't so, thread it. With four teams with 38 losses, how, how do you thread that needle? Right? How do you how do you accomplish that? How do you say, okay, we don't want to be fifth because, man, we're going to have to play Booker and Kevin Durant, we don't do it, but we don't want to be seventh. Okay, so let me ask you this. Would you rather go the play-in? Would you rather go the play-in way than... Even having to play the Suns. What's it? If you're thinking about what's an easier path to, to, is it, look, you may lose to the, I don't think anybody can beat the Suns. I don't think the Lakers can beat the Suns. I think the Suns wax them in four or five. Okay. If you're the Lakers, do you think I'd, okay, I'd rather play New Orleans. I'd rather play Minnesota. I'd rather play Oklahoma City and then take my chances and then I'll play the Nuggets. Or if you're seven, I'll play the Memphis. Kings. Or Memphis, is Memphis two, right? Memphis yeah, Memphis is two, is two yeah. Sacramento is three. Yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, you just got to be sure you win the seven-eight game. That's all you got to get win one game. For all the se- your seventh, 
win one game and on you your get home the, you floor. You get the Grizzlies over the Suns. And you get the Grizzlies instead of the Suns. Is that worth the risk, or would you rather take your chances of knowing you're in and knowing you're going to get a series against the Suns? I, t- I tell you, listen, this is me. Okay. I'd rather go the play-in route. Take your chances on the one-game play-in situation, and even if you lose the first one, I'm going to lose to the, the Suns anyway. I tr- like. I believe that. I don't think that the Lakers could beat. Them. Chris Maddox thinks the Lakers are going to win the whole damn thing. I don't think they are. I don't think they could beat the Suns. I think they might be able to win one game against the Suns. Now, maybe they don't think like that, right? Players may not think like that. Maybe they do. Maybe they're looking like freaking freaking Paul and <laughs> oh, Durant. Whoa, whoa. And I, I said my, freaking. I know. I have my finger on the button. I know. I have my finger on the gamble button for I just a second. I almost said it. I almost said it. You I, were close. Yeah. He didn't. Don't don't give me that look, Mitch. He did. I, I got my finger on the button right here. Just Paul. Booker, Durant, Aiton. Yeah. I mean, you really, like, I don't know. I don't know if teams think like that. Do you think like that? Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't we'll know if you do either. We'll know when the Lakers play the Clippers who's playing and who's not playing. Yeah, we, we will. We absolutely will. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, accusations have been made against Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell. We don't know if they're true. They're just allegations. What could happen next? We'll go through some possible scenarios coming up right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. About an hour and a half before we went on the air today. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Burns and Gambo here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Um, boy, this was this was a lot to digest. Adam Schefter of ESPN, and not just Adam Schefter, mind you. This is also Stuart Mandel, Mike Sando, and Kalen Kaler of The Athletic, who basically at the same time today released stories that basically tell the same story regarding allegations from uh, of the Arizona Cardinals. In a nutshell, this is it. Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell is accused of gross misconduct, including cheating, discrimination, and harassment in an arbitration claim that has been filed by former Cardinals executive Terry McDonough. Of course, the brother of Ryan McDonough, son's GM Ryan McDonough, and the son of Will McDonough, the longtime Boston uh, sports area journalist, uh, Sean McDonough, also the broadcaster for ESPN. We know the McDonough family, right? Um, that arbitration claim has been filed to NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. At the root of it, and there are other things, too, that we'll get into if time allows. At the root of it is the allegation that Terry McDonough and Steve Wilk, the former head coach, did not want Steve Kime to be given a burner phone during Steve Kime's five-week suspension for his extreme DUI back in 2018. And that when objections were raised to Steve Kime being given a burner phone so he could continue to manage the team while suspended, allegedly... Terry McDonough's career with the Cardinals took a hit because of it. Demotions, getting berated by Michael, getting called out by Michael, getting a pay cut, et cetera, et cetera. These, this is in part what's alligated. There, there, there's more alleged, I should say. There's more here. It's not just that. The Arizona Cardinals, a three-page They responded fast and furiously. Yes. This was a very quick response from these. They didn't sit on this. They responded very quickly to these allegations. We are, re- this is the Cardinals. 
we are reluctantly obliged to provide a public response. These accusations are wildly false, reckless, and an opportunistic ploy for financial gain. I'm, I'm kind of quoting as I go here. Uh, alleged difficulties in Terry McDonough's personal life. We are saddened to see that he is now lashing out at our organization. The threats that are absurdly at odds with the facts. We alerted the league about Terry's maneuvering and the distortions he has put forward, um, claiming that Terry has uh, audio recordings of his interactions, apparently the unethical aim of gaining future leverage over his former co-workers. Um, they allege, the Cardinals do, that it was in fact Michael who learned of an unnamed executive who had come up with the burner phone plan and, and squashed it, was, it. Who took swift action to squash it. We can't do this. We Now, you know, was there... Doesn't did say you, who did, the executive is who provided the okay. burner phones, just that, that there was an unnamed you would, exec. If that happened, you do have to go report that to the NFL if you're Michael. Like, you can't, you can't, like, you have to report that. You have to, like, self-reporting, right? Like, to, like programs do it with the NCAA. I'm going to self-report this. There was some communication there. Like, so if you cover it up, uh, even if you squashed it quickly, if there was one day or one week of communication between people... And that goes against what the rules are. Then you probably should have went to the NFL and said, "Look, this happened. We took care of it. We squashed it." But I need to let you know. Then the punishment would have been really less severe than what it's going to end up being if this is true. And and again, these are allegations. And again, maybe Michael Bidwell did that, and we don't know. Um, but that that certainly is one element of it. Now, according to the report from Schefter, Terry McDonough says he still has the phone, and he says that phone still contains the evidence of the cheating scandal, as well as additional additional documentation as well. Um, this now what happens next according to Schefter's report the Cardinals have 20 days to respond to McDonough's claims under the NFL's dispute then Commissioner Goodell quote shall determine whether the dispute is football oriented or not football oriented and whether the dispute is subject to arbitration if it is subject to arbitration the commissioner will conduct the arbitration in a manner designed to reach a fair and prompt outcome consistent with the circumstances is the particular dispute. At the end of Schefter's story, mm-hmm. I, I, I got quotes from the outside PR firm who says, hey, we welcome arbitration. And I got a quote from Terry McDonough's attorney, hey, I look forward to arbitrating this case. And I kind of liken it to a poker game where at some point, I don't know when, it could very well come to a, I raise you, I raise you, I call. Let me see what you got. Show me Show your me cards. Your hand. Show me your hand. What and, do you and, have on that burner phone? And eventually the two sides will show their hand and, and we'll see. We'll but see whose allegations than- are closer to the truth. But it's also more than that. Terry McDonough is accusing Michael Bidwell of raiding two pregnant employees and employees of color. And so that might be something that has to get looked into. The NFL would probably want to investigate that to make sure that an owner, just like what happened with Robert Sarban's sons, to to make sure that an owner is 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 not you know, discriminating against people sure. or toxic workplace toxic environment. Workplace we went through all of this with the Suns. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. The Cardinals, as part of their three page response to this via email, um, called that, quote, a transparent smear that is truly beneath contempt. It must be stressed that our owner's long track record of fostering diversity and racial equity within our team and the league makes this allegation, make this allegation especially despicable, the Cardinals said in their statement. There's also some allegations of an employee an employee engagement survey with all their employees according to the allegations Bidwell intercepted the results of it and canceled it the Cardinals deny that as well it's a mess and it's at this point 
I, neither one of us on our show are going to come out and say this side's right, this side's wrong. Because we don't, we, we don't know. These are these are allegations, and they're multi layered, and both sides are staunchly, passionately, vehemently defending their point of view. I think, in a broader sense, we can say that this is another horrible thing that we're all going to have to go through now as sports fans having just survived and it may take time and it might take a while if the nfl decides to investigate listen the burner phone like that's quick give me the burner phone you have it oh my god you've got text messages for four months back and forth with the gm who was suspended gotcha you just lost your first round pick for next year, they probably wouldn't do it this year because the draft is you. You're gonna or you're gonna get you're gonna lose a draft pick. We're gonna fine you. That you know you're in tr- like they're gonna get in trouble. Yeah. The other stuff that's in there, the those allegations are that's an investigation. That's speaking to those employees, speaking to other employees. Just leave it a toxic workplace environment. That was your that's that's the, we're gonna check to see if there's a toxic workplace environment. So you'll do that. You'll do your investigation, you'll check the whole thing out, and you'll see. That could take time. The other thing should be quick and easy. Show like you said, show me your hand. We're in a game of poker. what's, what's you, you haven't burned a phone? What's Let me phone? say it. Yeah. And if you've got a month, two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, eight, whatever it is, of messages back and forth between a suspended GM. And employees asking, what can I do? Should I sign this guy? Should I sign that guy? What about cutting this guy? What about adding? You're in, the Cardinals are in trouble. They will they will get punished for that. If it's true. If it's true. If it's true. Yeah. If it's yeah. true. Now, again, the Cardinals are, are vehemently denying it and saying there was an incident, but we quickly addressed it and made sure that it wasn't going to happen. We wanted to abide by the NFL rules. Yeah. They also, as part of the Cardinals claims, um, they, you know, they, they mentioned difficulties in the personal life of Terry McDonough. There's, you know, stuff in here about a, a close family member of Terry's writing that he was troubled and perplexed. Recent changes in Terry's behavior. Terry had abandoned responsibilities to one of his children, et cetera, et cetera. I, I mean, so the, the Cardinals, and this outside Oof. public relations firm, right? I mean, it, it's. It, it, I mean, now you're trying to. I mean, you're trying to discredit him. Yeah, yeah. Discredit. Now, there was a story. Allegations, counter allegations. Yeah. There was a story in 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 the San Francisco SB Nation, San Francisco, in 2017, when he was interviewing for that job, January 28, 2007. Why the 49ers should be wary of Terry McDonough? Multiple sources report Arizona is trying to rid themselves of their VP of Player Personnel. And it said McDonough has been called hard to deal with and not a good guy, so much so that Arizona started a positive campaign for him over the last season just to get him out of the building. Now, this is a story, so I could quote this. This is an SB Nation, January 2017. He was trying to get the 49ers job. And this guy saying is there is very little to be found on on Terry McDonough. And it just goes into a whole thing. But those were in the story. That's why I'm just going to bring it up. Yeah. It says that raises a lot of red flags. When a person falls into the extreme, hopefully the 49ers do their due diligence, preventing what could potentially set the franchise back further. Safe to say, I think I I don't want to speak for all sports fans on this one locally, but I I think I can. We 
having suffered the fatigue of going through it with the Suns, and I say that with all due respect to the people of the Suns who had to go through it, because obviously it wasn't fatigue for them. It was extremely stressful what they had to go through. Um, this is, it's it's just the worst thing that could happen, right? I, I mean, this is, nobody wants to hear about this again. Nobody wants to have to live through this again. And, and while, you know, the employees, the Suns had to survive this, and, I'm, and I know it was rough, and I know that was a very difficult or deal for them to deal with it it's from 30,000 feet the state of phoenix sports right now right i mean other than we just got through right we just got through what happened with the suns and those poor people who work over there just got through what happened to them with everything they had to go through and now here we go again with this it is i just it's it's uh, not again, right? Like it's it's one it's of those. Not things. What we, it's listen. We've, we have to talk about it. We've got to inform you of what's going on and let you know and report on what we what we have. It's not what we'd rather talk about. You know, I'd rather talk about what uh, what McShay has in his latest mock draft for the Cardinals, and, and we will what Zerline has it. It's like even though we hate mock drafts, I mean that's a lot more interesting than a situation right here where you've got a former employee accusing the owner of of a toxic workplace environment and saying he was railroaded and can't get a job because of him and that they, I've got a smoking gun here. They had a burner phone and they used it. Text your thoughts on the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We know about the Suns scenario to clinch a playoff spot tonight. What about the rest of the West? We'll take a look around the Western Conference. What could happen? We'll talk about it next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. Diamondbacks take the lead. Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> they're at the bottom of the eighth and the bottom of the ninth. It's game number six of the season. Come on, man. Let's man, go. A, I love the D-backs. Let's go, D-backs. <laughs> Let's bases loaded games, for Lords Goriel. six of the season. Get I get pumped up. Anytime you play Boston, you play it, even though I hate the city. Um, <laughs> anytime you play that song, that's, just a, that's a great pump-up song. <laughs> It's a great song to box to or run to. or uh, God, Campbell, your emotions. I swear to God, it's like driving on ice sometimes. We want really action. <laughs> you ever drive on ice? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I went to school in Flagstaff. Yeah. We what? used to go out to when the lakes froze over, we'd take the cars out on the lakes and skitch on the lakes on the cars. It was crazy. Go spinning and everything. Sure. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Sketchy. I miss sketching. It's one of the funnest things I ever did in my whole life. That doesn't even sound like the most dangerous part of your life growing up either. <laughs> no. Hey, let's do something Leg safe and cautious tonight. Instead of carrying out a hit on so-and-so, let's go sketch on the lake. That's that's what Gambo and his buddies did when they wanted to play it safe on a Friday Skitching night. Sketching was fun, but you needed a bumper on the back. Now they don't make the bumpers. You needed a bumper so you could hold on to the bumper so you could go sketching. Without the bumpers, the cars don't have bumpers anymore. You can't do it. Look, I'm just glad you didn't fall into the ice and you ruined the hearing in your right ear or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's like from, that's from my favorite movie. <laughs> that's a solid. It's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Right uh, top of the eighth, Diamondbacks are beating the Padres 6-5. to five. They Let's do have the go. bases loaded. They have only one. I would say Gurriel. Yeah, Gurriel's up. Uh, so we'll see if the Diamondbacks are able Grand to add on to this. It. And then we'll it. be able to see if uh, who comes out of that door. 
in the ninth inning? Is it McGuff? Do they give him another chance? Is it Chafin? Uh, is it matchup driven? What do they do? It's matchup driven. Uh, but the Diamondbacks were trailing in this game five to one and coming through with a little Come bit back of a three rally. And three, man. Everybody be so happy. You three and three. Dodgers and Padres on the road. Come back home three and three. People be jacked. Two run single by Geraldo Perdomo. Uh, Josh Rojas had an RBI single. Jake McCarthy scored on an error. Jose Herrera an RBI single in the eighth. And that's where we are right now. We'll keep you updated on this game. Now, around the NBA tonight, um, Suns obviously in the Spurs. Uh, what I got games galore, and I've got I've got all sorts of teams that are trying to figure out where they're going to be and what they're going to do and who's going to go where. And, and we're not going to know anything for sure tonight. But here's every game that has some kind of impact in the Western Conference. Kings are at the Pelicans. Kings can clinch the Pacific Division. I'm looking at my scenarios here. Okay. Kings can clinch the Pacific Division with a tie, with a win or a Phoenix loss. So Phoenix is still in on the Pacific Division and not going to get it. They're not going to get it. But Sacramento clinches the Pacific if they win and Phoenix loses. RBI or single, Phoenix loses. RBI single by Goriel, 7-5 in the top of the eight. Kings, Pelicans, uh, Lakers, Jazz tonight. No, Utah is eliminated with a loss. A Oklahoma City win and a Minnesota win. Yeah, so they could be eliminated if if the Jazz win. You, the the Lakers, like every team, every team that loses tonight. All right, like the Pelicans, thirty eight losses. The Lakers, thirty eight losses. The Warriors are home against the Thunder. They have thirty eight losses. Any of those three teams that lose tonight, now you're certain about thinking about the play-in tournament if you're those teams, right? And so they're all on a dangerous kind of edge right now when it comes to that. Thunder, they're in the edge of the play-in tournaments. they got to be careful. Timberwolves are at the Brooklyn Nets tonight. We'll see what Mikel Bridges can do against the Minnesota Timberwolves, who right now are in the play-in tournament, but just barely. And then closer to the top of the West, the Nuggets are at Houston. The Trailblazers are hosting the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. The Nuggets would clinch the best record in the West with they win or if Memphis loses. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. But that's what the clinch scenarios today. Denver clinches the best record in the West. Number one overall seed. Home field, home uh, home court advantage throughout the playoffs with a win or a Memphis loss. I think the two, I mean, they're all big. All right. All, all of them. Pelicans are important. The Lakers Jazz are important. Thunder Warriors are important. I think the one out of all of them, that I'm the two that I'm keeping my eye on the most. Lakers at Jazz. Only because the Lakers have the Clippers tomorrow on the second night of a back-to-back. That that might be the biggest game of the week in trying to figure out how this is all going to go. How do the Lakers set themselves up for that game, I think, is question number one. And then question number two is the Warriors. I don't think they're going to lose at home to Oklahoma City. If they do, given where they are with all the tiebreakers, they really don't have any tiebreakers over anybody. Nobody. They lose tonight. They're a play-in They're team. They're a play-in team. You're probably you know? right because you're not going to be able to pass. Because you have to pass them. You can't tie them. You can't them. tie them. I, I think they lose the tiebreaker to gonna be some everybody good teams in, the in the play-in tournament. Oh, I, I mean. I can't wait to watch a play-in tournament. I can't either. Like, like normally. Do you still hear? I still hear the Boston song in my headphones. What's because you have them so loud you can probably Mitch, it was on, wasn't it? I'm not losing I just, I was still the whole time I heard this it was. See? You guys have no I, I was hearing the song in my headphones the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna quote a line from Field of Dreams. You're seeing a whole team of psychiatrists, aren't you? I the song was playing up until now. I it was playing, right, Mitch? 
It was. I'm not going crazy. I heard the song. Maybe turn down your headphones a little. Just a smidge. It's too late for me. It's too late. <laughs> just, just a, just too a late. smidge. Just I a little. Have to tell, can you put the volume up higher? Really? How much higher do you want the volume to go on the TV? Subtitles? I have subtitles uh, on all the time now. You say, and you still crank it even if you have the subtitles the on? TV? Because I can't hear it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I can't hear it. Just, it's, it comes out of, it's a place out of love, Gambo. We just, it's, it's too it's late. Out of love. It's, it's this, career late. Is, this career is going to make me deaf. Mm, okay. Um, and then tomorrow night, Lakers, the Clippers. But tonight, Thunders, Thunder Warriors, the Warriors, this is, and you're right, the play-in tournament is going to be extraordinary. I mean, it could be, it could be Lakers versus Clippers in the seven versus eight, right? To see who gets to be seven. It could be Lakers Warriors in the seven versus eight. It was Lakers Warriors two years ago, wasn't it? It was. Didn't the Lakers play the Warriors? The Warriors lost twice in the play-in tournament, yes, they did. I believe, to, two years ago. To the Lakers and, and then Minnesota? To, I can't remember who they lost. Was it Minnesota or was it Memphis? I can't remember. But yeah, they lost. Maybe it was Memphis. I think it was Memphis. They I think they lost two games. games. And they yeah. almost beat the Lakers in the first game. It was a hell of a game. Crazy game. They almost won, if I remember correctly. Now, they don't play tonight, but the other team to keep an eye in on all of this, and, and I'm looking at their schedule right now just to make sure they don't, but I'm almost positive they don't. No, they don't. They play tomorrow. Dallas Mavericks. Um, right now they're on the outside looking in, and they're a team. You know, Lucas says he's playing tonight. Lucas says he's gonna. They're gonna try to make that push to see if they can get in. Uh, okay, they're in a little bit of trouble because they're a game back in the loss column of the last play-in spot, and they don't have the tiebreaker against Oklahoma City. So they have to finish a full game ahead of Oklahoma City just to get in the play-in tournament, which is interesting because Shams said. I'm told the organization is seriously considering the possibility of shutting down those three guys. Talking about Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving. Sham said that? Really? Yeah, with the Mavericks currently out of the playoff pitch and with a high draft pick hanging in the balance, the team is considering shutting down Kyrie Irving oh, and Luka I'm Doncic. Oh, sorry, that for wasn't your email today. Yes, that according was According to email. the athletic Sham Sharania. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, they have a top 10 protected pick, so being out of the play-in race, it behooves them not to try and keep their pick. Wow. The um, right now, if you're looking at the odds, and I'm looking at the odds as we speak, if we look at the odds, the Dallas Mavericks have about a three percent chance of getting the top pick. The best team has a fourteen percent chance of getting the top pick. Right, it's top ten protected. So if they just get anything in the top ten, they would keep the pick. They would keep the pick, and then they could use the pick to trade it, and, and uh, you know, use it to go get a player to help Lucas want to stay there. Win lower level tickets for this Thursday's D-backs home opener against the Dodgers. Text the word baseball to six twenty six twenty for complete details and your chance to win. Again, text the word baseball to six two zero six two zero. We'll update you on the Diamondbacks game and what. What's going on? Drake Jameson in to close out the game in the ninth inning. What? Fascinating. We'll turn I, lo- I love it. I, I don't like know what's going to happen right here. I love it. When we come back, it was a shining moment for Connecticut last night. Is there also in there a glimmer of hope for the Pac-12? That's coming up next. Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. So... Frankie Collins got a little look-see in one shining moment. And then Mitch, I saw on his Twitter account, actually tweeted out a picture of the ball is sad U of A fan during one shining moment, yes. too. I watched one shining. I always watch one shining moment. Of course. Moment. I record it. I watch it. I ask the family if they want to see it, and they say no. It's 
Matthew, you want to see what a shining moment? No. Chelsea, you want to see? No. Fine, I'll sit here and watch it by myself. Uh, I did. I watched it by myself. Yeah, I've... <laughs> it's Go a... ahead, crank this up right here. It's just a pretty cheesy song. Especially, is it cheesy? I think it's cheesy. I, I've I've gotten grief from from I used to do this bit on the, the the nighttime show I used to do where we used just to rip one shining moment because it's just such. We would read the lyrics like in dramatic, you know, like slam poetry because it's just it's just a pretty cheesy song. But the, the, it is it is the bow on top of. The tournament. Do you remember I, when Luther sang it? Of course, uh, Luther. Uh, yeah. uh, Luther Vandross. That, that was it, right? That was that, it. Was that Luther? That was Luther. Yeah. Okay, because the isn't the guy that sings it now not Luther? No, I think it's still Luther. Is it? Yeah, it was somebody else. I, I, well, somebody else wrote it and originally sang it, but then they, I guess, they had Luther do it for all of the the March Madness. You no, know, I ones. saw Luther. I saw Luther in concert. Did Radio you? City Musical with DeBarge. Luther Did Vandross and DeBarge. <laughs> no, DeBarge opened up for Luther Vandross. Oh wow. Yeah, I went to go see him. Was Petulia Clark there, too? She was not there, oh, but I saw Luther Vandross yeah. live, baby. Uh, so all that aside, one shining moment aside, and, and you know, don't don't at me on the Twitter machine. It's it's. I just think the song's a little cheesy, but I, I get it. It's it's It still brings up the warm memories. You're and what cheesy. It, oh, I am very cheesy. I'm the first to admit that. Um, UConn just <laughs> flattened San Diego State. Like, what a year he's had, too. Hurley and the Huskies have their dreams come true. Just yeah. San Diego State was just overmatched the whole game. They did cut it to seven, but that was as close as they can get. And UConn just was able to pull away. And, you know, even at the end of the game, watching the end of the game, you know, I thought they were going to run out the clock. There was like they, there was like a couple second differential. A kid went in and tried to scoop it in and get fouled in at two free throws. And San Diego State had one more chance to, you know, get over 59 and make it look a little more respectable where they didn't get the basket. And then Hurley's kid actually dribbled the ball out as they won the uh, their fifth championship. An incredible. Incredible, incredible run for UConn. They were, they were, they didn't start off great this year, but they ended up great. The fifth team since 1985 to win all six of their tournament games by double digits. They absolutely dominated, as I mentioned. I think their average margin of victory was um, like 20. Where was it? It was 20 points. Yeah, it was exactly 20 points per game. Was their average margin of victory when you add up the six different games that they played in? It was complete total domination. In some ways, it was kind of expected. You know, it was, I, I think most of us knew when we were watching that game that UConn, they just rolled over everybody. And of course, it's Bobby Hurley's brother. And Bobby Hurley was there. He looked very emotional. That was a cool scene, the family and all of that. I it's think great. It's a great family story. Oh, of I course. Mean, it's just incredible. I mean, I I read a story today that just blew me away and just, you know, you know, coming from immigrant parents, you know, when you, you know, the that story was just all about how their family came from Cork, Ireland and, you know, they in the 1890s and how the family came over. And I'm like, that's incredible because like, you know, my, my wife, she's Hispanic. Her, her father's from Sinaloa, but then her mother's got Irish on her side from Cork, Ireland. So I was reading this story I'm like, wow, that's Chelsea's grand, grandfather on her mom's side was from Cork, Ireland. And just how they, how the father, you know, never like Father had an opportunity to go with Pete Gillen and coach at Xavier, had opportunities to coach in college and never did it. Stay 
stay there so he could coach his kids and in high school. And so he gave up his dream or he, he gave up the opportunity to go coach in college and make a lot of money so he could make $9,000 coaching basketball at St. Anthony's and got to coach his kids. He was about to take the job with Pete Gillen and go to Xavier. Mm-hmm. And he came over and he told the kids and they started crying, both Danny and Bobby. Bobby was going into like eighth grade. I wanted to play for you and I'm not going to go to St. Anthony's now. And he, they put up a, they put up a fit. The kids put up a fit. And the father said, called Pete Gillen and said, I can't go. My, my kids are too distraught over let this. Me, yeah. Kids won't let me. So he stayed. And he never regretted that he didn't get the opportunity to make a lot of money as a coach because he was a great legendary coach yeah. with all the championships. But now he gets to live it with his kids coaching. Yeah, I, I remember when great Bobby story. Hurley was, it is a good, it's a great story. I remember when Bobby Hurley was a player back at Duke. They used to tell the story of his father all the time and the legend that he is. And he could have been a great college coach and made a lot of money, but he bypassed that to coach his kids and coach a lot of kids. Now, nothing against Connecticut and nothing against the Hurley family story, because it is. It's a very, very good one. I'm far more interested in this John Wilner story today. San Diego State. On the San Jose Mercury News, in which he writes, quote, if the Pac-12 presidents and chancellors decide not to invite the Aztecs, the conference might as well fold up shop and send each school on its merry way. Basically saying, at this point, after watching a, a San Diego State team go further in the tournament than any Pac-12 team has since, what, UCLA in like 07, I think, was the last time? This is 17 years. This is the team you need to go get. This is the program you need to go get. You need to, it's, it should be a matter of weeks, not months for the Pac 12 to extend an invitation for San Diego State to join the Pac 12. Go get them because they're doing things that your conference has been incapable of doing for the last 20 years for the most part. I love this part. And it talked about the units. You know what the units mean based on the NCAA's revenue distribution. Um, the units, San Diego State got five units. That's more than $11 million over the six-year payout. The Mountain West is going to get that. And it says over the same time span, only one Pac-12 school has collected more than San Diego State's eight units. UCLA, that's it. So what you talk about money, like they would bring some money in because they, they get to the tournament. They win some games. So or every unit, every time you win, you get units, and that's money for the conference. It's paid out over six years. So Wilner's making the point, like, nobody in the Pac-12 outside of UCLA has brought in more units than they have in the last five years. They're going to help you bring a little bit of money in, too. And for reference, we're big fans of John Wilner, the best Pac-12 insider who's out there. We've had him on the show many, many times throughout the course of the years. Um, so we, when he writes stuff about the Pac-12, we usually put a lot of trust in it. He even makes the point. He's like, look, it, it's they were already qualified to join the Pac-12. They didn't need to go to the championship game in order to earn a spot the Pac-12. They had already earned it. This just solidifies it. You have to go get them. And he even makes the point, it's not like you need to even go get another team to balance out the Pac-12. You, right. don't, you don't have to do that. There's nothing you to do. You do 11. You, you ditch 11 the, teams. the conferences or the divisions. You don't have to do that if you don't. You do 11 teams and it's fine. He's like, you got to go do it. You got to go do it right now. And if you don't, you're basically sending a message to the rest of the conference that you're just not interested in keeping this thing together. They did, he did mention that they could add was SMU. it SMU? SMU. That, that's the other right. long-standing rumored team to join the Pac-12. Yeah, yeah, I mean, listen. I mean, take advantage of their popularity. Take advantage of the fact that they went there. If I'm George Klyovkov, I mean, I maybe a lot of people will be excited about that. We just added San Diego State, and you know, we'll help some people stay. You got to do something because right now they haven't done anything. 
I mean, they're waiting and waiting and waiting, and it's just not doing anything, and a lot of time has passed. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, it is 4 o'clock just like that. All the top sports stories you need to know about, including significant allegations and significant counter-allegations made against Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell and made on behalf of the Cardinals organization. We'll tell you all about them next on Burns and Gambo.